Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now at Job chapter 10, verses 1 through 7, and I'm continuing to use the New Living Translation because it's so much easier to read. And I'm reading verses 1 through 7, and it reads, I am disgusted with my life. Let me complain freely. My bitter soul must complain. I will say to God, don't simply condemn me. Tell me the charge you're bringing against me. What do you gain by oppressing me? Why do you reject me, the work of your own hands, while smiling on the schemes of the wicked? Are your eyes like those of a human? Do you see things only as people see them? Is your lifetime only as long as ours? Is your life so short that you must quickly probe for my guilt and search for my sin? Although you know I am not guilty, no one can rescue me from your hands. Again, this is Job chapter 10, verses 1 through 7 in the New Living Translation. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close your prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening. If you subscribe and follow, you'll know whenever a new episode drops. Also, why don't you drop me a line and let me know what you think of my podcast. Please follow and like 5 Minutes in the Word on Twitter and Facebook. We are again looking at Job chapter 10 verses 1 through 7 in the New Living Translation. And in this section, Job Job would ask God, why are you doing this? He complains of the hardship that he's under in these verses. And he's very weary of his life, and he resolves to complain. He is determined to speak his mind. He uh, gives vent to the bitterness of his soul by using uh, words like, if, you know, if we could reword what he's saying, my inner self loathes my life. He said, and he would be saying, my life is, my soul is weary of life, weary of this body, ready to be clear of it, and longing for death. Since his attempt to forget his complaint failed, Job declares that, okay, I might as well speak freely. So he wanted to vent his complaint. And that's how we are. Sometimes we get so frustrated. We want to be heard. We, you know, it's, you know how sometimes you are in, um, in a st- such a state that... Um, It feels like I just have to get this off my chest. I have to say this. I know I may hurt people saying it. I know I'm probably speaking out of term, but I need to vent what I'm, I need to let it out. And that's how Job is. He's, he's, he's in a place where he just needs to speak freely. His speech is at times shocking. He addresses God frank, uh, frankly and forcefully and accuses God of acting unjustly and is demanding answers but God never condemns his complaints and we thank God for that and the note said see verse 42 uh, chapter 42 verse 8 
And I thought about the song that says that he hear our faintest cry and he'll answer by and by. So we've got to keep just having a little talk with Jesus. Joe blatantly accuses God of injustice. He says that, God, you smile at the schemes of the wicked. He's accusing God of favoring the wicked in, in addition to oppressing him. And he said, you know, I'm innocent. I have done no wrong. And of course, God acknowledges that. He knew that. Job's friends had called him a hypocrite. So Job asked God if that's how he sees him from the uh, limited perspective of a human being. He says, do you see me as a human being? And then Job acknowledges God's unlimited knowledge he ind by indicating that God knows his innocence and God does have unlimited knowledge of us. Uh, Job appeals to God's knowledge of him and his character. And God already agreed with Job's self-estimation. Uh, he said that Job was blameless and upright, one who feared God and shunned evil. And he, that was in that first chapter. So we know, because we saw, you know, we see it unfolding. Job doesn't. We know what's going to happen. And I want to share this from Spurgeon, which I found powerful. It reads, Though it was not the case with Job, it is true that God often contends with both saints and sinners to deal with their sins. Trials often discover sins, sins we should never have found out if it had not been for them. We know that the houses in Russia are very greatly infested with rats and mice. Perhaps a stranger would scarcely notice them at first, but the time when you discover them is when the house is on fire. Then they pour out in multitudes. And Spurgeon is saying that's how sin is. Sometimes it's so hidden that, I mean, you're looking like the perfect saint, the perfect Christian, until something, you know, points out our shortcomings. And, he, and let me continue. And so does God sometimes burn up our comforts to make our hidden sins run out. And then he enables us to knock them on the head and get rid of them. And I thought I just wanted to share that. And that's by Charles Spurgeon. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you as we go through the book of Job, as we look at uh, him and the fact that you allow him and you allow us to come to you as open and honest as we can. And we thank you for that. Bless those who need you in a special way. So many are mourning. So many are in need. You know what the needs are. Comfort the hearts of those who mourn right now. In the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you. Thank you for um, blessing us the way you bless us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for providing in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.